from the home offices of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around to listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Let's do it, Ash. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It's another Friday from Friday from yeah. Europe. Yeah, I was wondering what's going to go in there after the from. Uh, yeah. From like we case... are both we are both in Europe, even though we are yeah. both not in the EU. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you it's, are. It's a, it's a sunny Europe, by the way, in my case. So I wish I, we could have podcast outside today, but uh, I can't. Uh, yeah. How's, how's yeah. it on your end? In your non-disclosed location? Oh <laughs> well, it was very sunny yesterday. Today it's cloudy, but it's not cold this morning, which is nice. Oh, okay, good. So spring is here. Um, which, oh, watch me, really. watch me pull off this segue, right? So spring yeah. is here, meaning so the first quarter in the calendar is over, right? Uh, for some companies or some consultancies, the first half of their fiscal year is is over or will soon be. But mm-hmm. my, our point being, time has passed, right? Within the calendar year of 2023. And mm-hmm. as you and I had heard some noises from the market, we had some discussions. Um, now you can tell uh where there are the squeaky wheels or where stuff is breaking yes yeah, yeah i mean the reality let, sets in as the year progresses yeah let's yeah let's just jump into the fact that there's a lot of misconception misconceptions happening and let's also bear in mind that um if you work in tech and consulting and places like that you know people are losing their jobs because right now is a time when everyone is trying to pinch their belts and start making savings. And when you start getting into that mindset, you're basically like, okay, we have to look at all our cost centers. So let's just get yeah. into like, you know, marketing and sales elements. And they're like, we spent a lot of money. It didn't d- deliver the most optimal results. Yeah. And marketers Where are, are the like, leads, Ash? We expected. Yeah, Where yeah, are the opportunities? And, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and marketers are like, what's going on? Like, we've done a lot of these things. And then you're like, yeah. have you yeah, really yeah. done everything? Have you double so checked? It's, because it's, they, it's, everyone's like also looking to like save their jobs, let's be fair. Yeah, that's true. And um, and I mean, th- this goes back to the to the le- do let more with less type of stuff and where it works and where it doesn't work. But um, for, for those of you who couldn't follow the introductions, our point is... We are at the point in time where some people realize the programs they've set up, the strategies they've put together uh, might not be working as well as they expected. And uh, mm-hmm. um, this might be in part, uh, not a fault of the strategy or the program, but in part um, are being sort of brought about by misconceptions. Um, a lot of us still have uh, when it comes to consultancy marketing. Um, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the business uh, has these misconceptions more than the marketing teams. Um, so yeah, in in as part of this, the few discussions we had around, oh, stuff doesn't is not working. Um, what could be the reason? We wanted to go through this list of uh, you know uh, essentially false presumptions or or errors which are easy to make and shine a light on those because. Where they exist, they often do uh, not break the programs, but they do hinder success. They do cost you results. And, um, and I mean, as you said, Ash, let, in times let, like let, these, let's... right, that's that's difficult to do. Yeah, because um, let's be fair, like 
marketing, while it's re uh, while it needs to be proactive, it's often reactive in a lot of places. And when it's reactive, it reacts to like things like stock market, share prices, you know, things that are changing, things that you would study in the pestle analysis. And so people start looking at misconceptions based upon like short-term analysis rather than a long-term game. And there are things that you need to look like. Let's be fair. It's a simple example. Uh, there's always the cyclical thing that happens where a, let's take the example of systems integrators firms. At one point, all uh, companies will want to try only one solution and everything that connects to it. And then they're like, oh, we don't want to invest everything into like an SAP thing. And now we need to buy all these other smaller things. And then they change these cyclical things happen. And so the cyclical things play into misconceptions because everyone's just looking at the immediate picture, forgetting the fact that some of these things are, you know, as we just said, cyclical. So yeah, and I think let's that, get that, right you into make, you make it. A good, you make a good point, but yeah, no, hold on. Uh, you make a good yeah. point because I, I want to dwell on that just a second longer because I think you're right. There is cyclical, cyclical effects in the market, right? Like now, for example, right? Money costs money again, uh, thankfully, um, mm -hmm. I would say. So, but that also means that you have some demand dropping out of certain markets. You know, we've, we've all read the news headlines, right? Around, um, mm -hmm. uh, McKinsey restructuring itself, other consulting firms are the laying of people are sort of reconsidering market approaches. Um, so, so even the consulting industry is facing some, you know, if not struggles, then, then uphill climbs. Right. Um, and, uh, um, and where that happens, people are quick to jump to, oh, you know, we need to uh, scrutinize the programs, cut costs, something's not working here, you're doing something wrong. And I think the point of this episode, um, to, to restate it, is to say, that's all fair and good, but there could also be uh, misconceptions. We could have stepped into the trap of thinking not exactly right about this thing, the thing being consultancy marketing. So we recommend you check those as well, right? Maybe even yes. first before you go in and 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 cut a bazillion dollars from your favorite programs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with that, right? What are the misconceptions we, we see? What are the wrong ideas um, consulting firms seem to have about marketing themselves you and I run, run into very often? Do, do you want to kick off with the first one? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, the easiest one is a lot of people go with saying that marketing is not strategic, which is just hilarious, because if marketing is not strategic, you're either stuck on like tactical aspects or just focusing on pure demand gen yeah. and not looking at the entire picture. So, but I know you can go a bit more on this flow. I mean, it's 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 literally not the arts and crafts department. It ties into yes. the good old four P, right? So, product placement or service in our case, placement, yes. price, promotion, all these things go into it, and that means if if you don't connect it to those, and you just run your marketing efforts as the department that creates LinkedIn posts and designs business cards i'm exaggerating yes. a little bit to make a point well of course oh, just the returns getting collateral that's the other thing be abysmal right mm -hmm. yeah no that's that's very true and i think it's not as prevalent the misconception anymore but boy does it still exist okay <laughs> so i still yeah see. it does exist it exists it's on the retreat but it's still a substantial number of yeah it just depends upon the mindset of the people who 
founded the company or who are on the leadership yeah. because I, you know i mean i don't don't want to take us down a rabbit hole or, or distract us but um but what i do see quite often is this weird mix of where all the language for example in the job ads for the marketing people that get hired into the firm are paying lip service to it being strategic. Yeah, and we need a senior person or we need someone who does this and you will be uh, driving the strategy and making the annual plan, blah, blah, blah. And then if you go in and look at what these people are doing, uh, they're pretty much firefighting or trying to play catch up with just stuff. The business drops onto the desk and the function is not strategic at all, right? Yeah, I I don't want to go on a rabbit hole on this either. But I do want to say, if you're going to hire marketing stuff, look at your current needs, not your future state. Because you can hire you can hire some junior people to get your current needs met and then hire the senior person for the future state at the right time because that's how it works uh yeah but we will get we'll get back to that because there's also a misconception yeah. that one right but okay i agree so marketing is not something we need to treat as strategic or need to set up as a strategic function that's the first mistake right there yeah. uh, and it's a big one because if you don't do that uh you know everything down the line sort of hurts um i think uh, picking the second one uh this goes with it right if there's no senior executive buy-in and support and the emphasis here is on support uh you'll also be struggling right um if you have a strategic marketing function the owners of the firm the 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 leaders of the practice whoever needs to be uh, involved in that they need to give their marketers time they need to make decisions that facilitate the marketing effort and they need to come in and do you know collaborate hands-on with the team if it's not something you just delegate and then don't deal with like or 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 only only deal with if there's an issue like i don't know what to comparison to make like, like i don't know payroll mm-hmm. or or tax yeah, i mean no they know no, you have to be in there all the time yeah. right yes yeah they know the ins and outs, and so you need them for your marketing strategy. And then yeah. coming right into that is like this is the belief that there's no need for decisions and you can trade off one thing for the other. It's not not like that. It's not like marketing. Marketing is not can in some cases be reactive because people aren't very good at like predicting the market. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that you don't make decisions early on and often. Yeah. You make decisions and you stick to some of them and then you look at what works and what doesn't depending upon where you are on your business funnel yeah. and where you are on your business growth. If you don't focus on either of that and just think, I don't need to make these solid decisions and I'll just make them, you know, I don't need to plan, basically. That's the whole thing. Well, and and Which, the, yeah, decisions and trade-offs in the sense also that the, the strategic parts of marketing, do we pursue yeah. this segment or that segment? Do we mm-hmm. target those buyers or these buyers? Um, which again, that's why the executives have to come in. These decisions have to be made. And um, if you say, like so many firms seem to contend to be content saying, oh, I don't know, just go after everybody somehow, right? You you can't, right? That's not possible. So you mm-hmm. have, and this, I think this is, the call to action goes into both directions. So the, the business executives, the owners of the firm have to be prepared to make those decisions mm-hmm. because that's what strategy is in the end, right? As you decide upon things which yes. not to do. Um, but so, so you have to be prepared to make those. And I think we marketers, we also have to push for those. So we have to, I recently read somewhere and I forgot where it was, but someone said you have to present the questions from your marketing strategy as business dilemmas. So you don't ask the open question, oh, who should we go for in the next campaign? You say, do we go after A or B, right? So you present it as a trade-off and you do not allow the decision to be made in other other 
in any other format. If we say yes to A, that means by definition, we say no to B and that type of stuff. It does, if it doesn't happen, and again, so, we, so we're going from very common misconceptions to less common ones, uh, it seems. Um, that happens so many freaking times, man. People sort of being afraid to decide for various reasons, which we discussed mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um, it just derails your marketing strategy and efforts and you you can't win if you don't decide on things because you can't focus yeah. you can't allocate resources you can't build up insight and expertise and all that stuff essentially you know yeah you're lost uh even before the game began sorry uh next point is pretty much in line with that right we we sort of touched upon that already but you can you yeah. can go so yeah i mean it's basically like when they say there's no need for strategy and we'll just go with it that's not how it works but yes yeah, or, or I think, uh, yeah, that that's not how I hear it. There's no need for strategy, but people feel like they think, oh, we have our business strategy. Mm-hmm. Now just go do the marketing. Like don't waste. I don't want to do a workshop on marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, it feels, like we've all seen the PowerPoints and it feels like fluff and message houses never get anywhere. So there's there's all these objections to not just doing business strategy, that, but then building a marketing strategy, a comprehensive yeah. one on top of that. Um, and I understand so much of it. Like I've I've been part of so many mind-numbing messaging workshops and everybody knew they would go nowhere. So a lot of that can feel like it's completely useless, but it's actually the opposite is the case. You really need to nail down your marketing strategy. And as we, we discussed before we turned the mics on, right? This is the one thing, really yeah. do the exercise. And the second bit is write it down. So have a written format and circulate it and use it just like you would any other important, you know, strategic document. Um, There is research and I haven't, couldn't find it before we started this. Um, So maybe if I think about it, I'll put it in the show notes, but there is, I think the content marketing Institute or whoever had significant results around the proof, how um, companies in their samples, which outperformed uh, all had their strategies written down versus Mm -hmm. the laggards in terms of uh, content marketing results and ex- execution and results, um, what they all had in common was they didn't have a written down strategy. So pen yeah. on paper, folks. Um, and and once you've done that, make sure everybody gets a copy. I guess these are the points here, right? Yeah. And I know the next one ties in because yeah. there's uh, like you've got it saying that they think there's no need for true insight. But in order to build your strategy, you need insight. And in my honest view, a lot of like b- bigger firms these days do understand the value of insight and they know it's needed. People also need to remember that insight is built from data. Yeah. And this is often a picture of the past, not necessarily a picture of the present. So you need to remember that when you're informing your strategy. Yeah. And uh, what we mean by insight, I think, is both in, into markets and into yes. clients and needs and pain points and all that stuff you need as you put the marketing strategy together. Yep. And uh, I think when we wrote the notes, what we meant by no need for true insight, the, the argument I often hear is, oh, we know what the clients want, right? Because we've been working for the top 20 firms in this sector for 15 years, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. But those 20 aren't your entire market. And yes. quite honestly miss or mister right business guy you've been working on three of those accounts for those 20 years so you haven't seen the other one so don't confuse what you know as a consultancy through your day-to-day client work with market insight um and like you said ash specifically do not confuse it with 
understanding what's coming <laughs> because like you said right a lot of that stuff is um is based on data from the past and and has some inertia to it and we all know it's often the younger more nimble competitors or new entrants or whatever who shake up a market and shape the new trends mm-hmm. i mean the next one goes right with this right it's not enough to just have the insight we need to have a point of view in it so the misconception we noted here is oh we don't need a, a view on it we don't have to say something about everything blah 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 well, no, it's uh, that is primarily an issue. Who basically want to be all things for all people? Yeah. Remember, yeah, um, right. as a firm, you do need to have a view because you need to be selective on who you want to like focus on. If you don't have like a proper pipeline, if you're not having a bias journey and not focusing on the right thing, you don't need to have a view. You can like you know do everyone do everything for everyone, and then eventually like burn out your staff. Yeah. Um, so, so you can be a sustainability consultancy and uh, not have a, a, a firm wide opinion on, I don't know, carbon mm-hmm. sequestration or ESG investing or uh, sustainability sort of or measurement and reporting policy models. or any of these things. Yeah. You, you can do that, but uh, don't, you know, if, if you do it, don't expect right results from your marketing because, you know, a powerful marketing is based on a clearly stated and fiercely defended and well-backed up opinion, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean, to make the full, to, I don't know how the quote goes, but, but which can be loosely held, right? At the point in time where the opposite, where, sorry, where, where it becomes clear that your opinion is not um, helpful or based on wrong data or whatever, you could, it can, the opinion can change is my point, yes. but it should be very, very you should have one and it should be very clear, uh, clearly stated. Otherwise, how will you differentiate it in the market if you can't? So mm-hmm. no need for a view, bad misconception, get done with it. Uh, let's do the next one really quickly. No need for testing. Um, this this goes hand in hand with the no need for true insight, right? Once you have a strategy, once you have what you think is interesting insight, and once you have a point of view, uh, that's good. You're already ahead of the competition. But don't just run around and apply it at scale to the market through major marketing programs. Test it first, right? Do some validation with actual clients. Uh, there's tons of ways to do it. Message testing, for example, mm-hmm. with services can be one. Uh, surveys can be another. Just talking to yes. clients you have, right? Just speaking to people can be one. Do do test your stuff uh, uh, on, on this conceptual level. Um, before you splash a bazillion uh, euros on everything else. So it's, I'm still astounded by the number of firms which don't do any message testing, like mm-hmm. none, right? Um, and and then complain that the marketing programs aren't working, which they spent <laughs> hundreds of thousands or millions of euros on. Like if this was software, you would never do that. You would not release something you haven't tested. And exactly to be super clear, message testing, yes, it costs money, if you do it with a panel, but it's not super expensive. Um, it's for sure not as expensive as running around with untested messaging and then a year later having to confess that your marketing didn't do anything. Um, but that was that. Sorry. Need, wanted to keep this brief. No need for testing. Bad idea. You need it. Uh, yeah. That's that. Next yeah, one. Yeah, the same way. I think uh, we don't really yeah. need it. Like, yeah, no need for a plan, but you need a, str- a strategy. You need, you have a view. You do have to have a plan. It comes naturally yeah. from it. If you don't have a plan, you're not ready for anything. I don't. Yeah. I think it's fairly obvious one in my view. And it is. It is obvious. I, I just would add to this is by what I what we 
I know you and I mean this because we've spoken about it before, but a marketing plan is not so you can draw up a wish list, right? You can say, mm-hmm. uh, oh, we're going to do four LinkedIn posts a week and we're going to have a biweekly newsletter and we're going to do two events per quarter. But if that's not married to actual resources and capabilities and timings and stuff, it's a wish list, not a plan. So when we say, when we say no need for a plan, uh, what, oh, sorry, when we say plan, what we actually mean is, <laughs> yes, a list of, or, or sort of a sequencing of, events in time yes okay but that needs to be linked to and checked against the the actual resources the firm has right so it needs to be practical as well um i think we should have yes yeah, that we could have yeah. inserted that into the need for a practical plan and which which these are more work to create let's be honest it's easy to draw up a powerpoint slide right um uh, uh, put a calendar or gantt chart on it and say we're going to do four linkedin posts uh, a week starting january but uh, no, that's not enough. You have to check who does those, how much time do they have? What's the cost there to the firm, right? Like, can you afford mm-hmm. as many unbillable hours? And well, all these things, right? You have to have those discussions, sorry. <clears throat> yes, yes, absolutely. And then it's like, we'll delegate this. We don't really need business involvement, which is just absolutely ridiculous for reasons we've just said earlier, because you need the buy-in and support of your senior uh, executives, you need to make decisions, you need to have a strategy. All of this can't be done in isolation. All of these things can't be done if you don't speak with them directly, especially if you're leading the function, I mean, in marketing, or if you are one of the senior members, if you just expect someone, if you just throw this to someone else, yeah. And and I mean, you and I said this before, um, that you need the subject matter experts from the practice just for program execution and for creating yes, the content. Exactly. Right? So if, uh, I said this recently on a call with a client. I said, your intern cannot write your LinkedIn posts. Your agency also cannot do it. And they can write a LinkedIn post and, and they can write in a way which is sort of actually not bad, but they can't write the posts which actually resonate and are actually helpful and are actually insightful because those need to come from you. You are the expert who has the experience and who is in the trenches every day. Now, of course, if you don't have the time and if you don't like to write and all things, both the intern and the agency can help you publish it. But mm-hmm. the the thinking part, like you can't delegate this to, to, to the point, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you need to be mm-hmm. involved. You need to come in go into the space, maybe give an interview, maybe drop down some bullet points, maybe send a carrier pigeon with uh, a a sketch attached, uh, whatever it is, but they need your inputs to publish something. They can help you publish it, but they can't do the thinking piece for you. So, well, I I don't know. We've spoken about this many times before as well. Yeah. 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 Um, And then you mentioned the experienced marketing experts, right? Um, Which you said, rightfully said, you can bring in later. That's true. But uh, yeah, um, if you think- It depends on where you are with the business. Like you need someone to come up with an overall strategy and you need to do all those things. But if you, like, the reason why I say this is because we're also speaking to like small firms. Sometimes you might have the relevant marketing strategic expertise to start with it but you need someone to like create the content you need someone to like do some pr stuff you need someone to do like you know the basic like demand gen funnel stuff while you oversee the strategic things because let's face it there are enough 
practitioners today who've got like a basic understanding of marketing strategy. Take it to the next level. You'll need some an expert, but you can definitely do a setup. At that stage, you can have a junior. But if you think you can continue like this, no, yeah. it, it won't work. No, it won't. And, and I mean, we should say um, the marketing expert, does, you don't have to hire a CMO into your 30 person team, right? But maybe you need someone who yeah. is at a senior marketing manager level or a director level um, uh, help you out um, at least sometimes. I mean, there's lots of fractional marketing folks mm-hmm. out there, which you yeah. can maybe find. Or it is someone from your business, and I work with firms which do it that way, where one of the partners, for example, who is well who's well versed in marketing or well enough in the strategic parts of it, does put the time in and sort of guide and lead the marketing team which is made up from from more junior people and that can work yeah but um no need for for uh an experienced uh person somewhere in there that's a that's a bad problem and and a Mm -hmm. misconception and then last but not least no uh second to last point we have here um no need for systems right we talked about this and we are lining up a guest who can tell us much more about it if you think you can just do the daily work and it's none of your business as the marketing person to come up with and describe and harden processes, right? Along which the firm does marketing. And then maybe eventually add technology on top of that. Yeah. So request the budget, bring in some software, blah, blah. So if you think it's not your job to build um, structures and and processes and mm-hmm. these types of things, boy, are you wrong right? The firm doesn't pay you to just do the LinkedIn posts. No, you have to come up with the process of how do we get ideas for the mm-hmm. LinkedIn posts? Where do we document them? How do we go over writing them? What's the approval process? All that stuff, right? Where do we archive the stuff we posted? That is part of your job also. And the more senior you are, the more uh, you of your time should go towards these things, right? You need to build a machine mm-hmm. inside the firm. If you're not doing that, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you need to. Let's just say that. And then I added yeah. one last one, yeah. uh, and then we're through, uh, Ash. I added one last one to the misconceptions list. Um, do more with less. Um, not always a misconception, because you definitely can find efficiencies or do things leaner. But um, yes. um, th- that would uh, require... <laughs> Sorry, that you already know what you're doing and you have proven out some things which clearly work um and if you come from a place as we said where you tried a bunch of stuff and nothing seems to have worked right um Mm -hmm. you're probably which was sort of the premise of this episode right um you're probably not at the point in time where you can say uh this doesn't work and this doesn't work with confidence um there might very well be things in there which do work you just didn't have the patience or you just didn't have the the, the right way to measure it or whatever um, mm-hmm. to prove that out. So do more of what works with less effort. Uh, that will be good. Just a generalized more with less probably. You Efficiency know. is here. If you like, like it's not you do more with less. What you need to do is be efficient to understand yeah. where you can do more with less and where you shouldn't be cutting. That, that's how it looks. And it's you need never... to look at everything, the holistic picture and the individual areas. Just because you think I need to cut costs somewhere doesn't mean like you can do more with less. Yeah, and I think um, that what you just said, efficiency 
always comes second in my point of view. Like efficiency is something you apply to something you have shown it to be effective, right? If you haven't anything that's effective yet, yeah, don't bother too much about efficiency. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, one last point which I forgot to note. World... Sorry, yeah, I, one, yeah, one last point which I forgot to note um, because I think and and um, what you said just reminded me of it. Um, is of course the misconception is this is a switch on thing right it sh this should work within a month or two months so we gave you enough budget for the quarter um man just stuff takes time if if your firm were to hire a new md and a team of four um tomorrow would you expect them to bring in revenue and super happy clients and great results two months later probably not marketing as every other sort of bit and piece in the business um, is a business process that takes, you know, some practice and like, discipline. Yeah, and let, let's look time. at it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let's look at it in a simple way. You need to finish one life cycle. It's just like a yeah pro. You know, uh, it's just like a PLM or SLM well, a sales cycle, life cycle. You mean right? Yeah, yeah. You need to finish one full cycle, and then you need to start applying it. Somewhere in the middle of the second cycle is when you can say if these people are good for you or not. Yeah. I recently had discussions with yeah. a prospect who they, they were going through with me what they had done and worked and what didn't work. They had a podcast. They did six episodes off before they decided it didn't work. Six episodes. And uh, they did they did two a month. So that's three months. Yeah. And uh, when I asked what their typical sales cycle was, they couldn't tell me. Um, but one of the partners then said he would guess um it would be around the uh it would be it would be above the uh the eight months mark was his guess they didn't have the data on it so so you cancel the podcast in three months <laughs> like what if a new client comes in or a new opportunity comes in or, or one of the listeners comes in and inquires about business in, in month four to then become an opportunity by month six and then to close a deal in month eight you, you like uh, well whatever yeah. i do i don't want to rehash the conversation but it's it's it's, it's i mean still yeah, surprises yeah, me yeah we, we can that. get into that uh, yeah we can get into that on a deeper episode in terms of like you know life cycles we've already touched on it like in account-based marketing and i think we touched a bit on, on it with uta a yeah. long time ago but mm -hmm. i do think oh, we yeah. can talk a little more about life cycles on a future episode yeah uh and... well that's that's that right these are the things these are the misconceptions yeah. or the, the 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 false or misleading expectations you can have um that mm -hmm. can still kill your best efforts um so i'm gonna do a recap them. I, I just, I don't know. I'm just going to read through it, right? We said, if you think marketing is not strategic, if you think you don't need senior exec buying and support, if you think you can do marketing without making some painful business decisions, if you think you don't need to have and write down a marketing strategy, if you think, you know, if you believe you don't need to have like true insight, speak to actual clients to get some actual data and actual perspective. Mm -hmm. If you don't, want to do want to have a point of view because you think it's you don't necessary. have a point of view yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you believe you need not test any of the above right uh, then you're in trouble and then we mm -hmm. also had uh, the misconceptions of oh we don't need a plan uh, we don't need uh, to involve the practice that much right uh, these are the billable guys so we shouldn't mm -hmm. pull them in. oh you need them 
there's no need to have an experienced marketing expert in the mix somewhere at some point in time. And there's no need for systems. Uh, and we just generally try to do more with less and we are not patient uh, or we expect results early and we want to see lots of quick wins and all that stuff. Uh, well, if you believe these uh, or your firm does, um, Ash and I will not be surprised if you had complaints about yeah. your first quarter results. Uh, Absolutely. So there's that. Um, you could also then now go and work on those. <laughs> to see if that helps with your success which mm -hmm. is of course what we are hoping for right we want to see you guys fix the broken things and and do more successful marketing for the firm so that would be the uplifting end to this podcast episode Ash, i don't know how you see it yeah i think and i guess it's a wrap flow isn't it yeah uh i think it is i'll stop the recording here um with high hopes of getting some sunshine before I have to go to the next call. Yeah. Until next time. <laughs> That's it, man. So Cheers, uh, man. thanks for listening. Thank you, Ash, for, for hopping on. And then uh, I would say have a great weekend eventually. Yes. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 